Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo, midday to 1 p.m. Well, some sad news now. Former Kenyan President Mwai Kibaki, who served as Kenya's president uh, from 2003 until 2013, has died at the age of 90. Our correspondent in Kenya, Sarah Kimani, joins us on the line now. Sarah, good afternoon. And, of course, very sad news coming through being announced by uh, President Kenyatta. Um, How have Kenyans responded to this? Well, our Kenyans are shocked and indeed uh, very sad at the death of uh, our President Kibaki, uh, one of the most successful uh, leaders of the country. Uh, and so it, it came in as a shock to many of them. And you say one of the most successful leaders of the country. Let's just talk to his legacy in terms of uh, what he did uh, successfully for Kenya. Well, uh, he was uh, key in uh, economic development for the country because he took over after uh, the second president of the republic, Daniel Arap Moy, uh, who is said to have run down the country in terms of uh, the economy. But he also opened up the democratic space. It is during his time that uh, the country was able to achieve a new constitution, a constitution that they had, uh, the multi-party activists had fought for for more than 30 years. And during Kibaki's time in 2010, a new constitution was promulgated, uh, one of the uh, most, uh, uh, you'd say, forward-moving constitutions uh, of this side of the region, uh, one that allows uh, uh, Kenyans to be freer than they have ever been. So those are some of the things that Kenyans are now looking at, especially at a time when the country is going uh, to another election. And also just uh, his role in politics, listening to President Kenyatta um, uh, paying tribute to Mwai Kibaki, uh, who was, of course, Kenya's first opposition president, and uh, talking about how he was instrumental in actually keeping uh, Kenyatta's party honest. Yes, indeed. Uh, he was instrumental in the fight for multipartism. Uh, he resigned uh, from the Moi government and also uh, resigned from the political party uh, that uh, was then in power, the uh, Kenya National African National Union, Kanu, to continue pushing for multipartism in the country. Indeed, he was opposition leader uh, for more than five years, uh, during which time he pushed for legislation in parliament that saw the repeal of a section of the constitution that had for years and made it uh, impossible for Kenyans to have uh, a new constitution, for Kenyans uh, to be able to enjoy the freedoms that they enjoy now, and especially uh, for the repeal of uh, uh, the one-party state that had been in in place for several years, over 20 years. So he will be credited for that. But when he was leader of official opposition, he also pushed uh, for the independence of the media. He pushed for the uh, for freedom of association. He pushed uh, for freedom of speech in a country that at that time uh, was in some of its darkest moments. Opposition leaders were being uh, detained uh, without trial. Uh, they were being held in torture chambers. And so uh, he would be remembered for having pushed for a freer country. And then, of course, uh, what uh, we don't necessarily want to but uh, can't get away from, his private life and uh, uh, something that uh, obviously uh, we would say back in the day went viral uh, with his wife basically forcing the president to admit that uh, she was the only one. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, that is something that uh, will be uh, a stain, probably you would say, uh, on his uh, very colorful life and very successful life because he managed even to keep the rest of his uh, uh, public life very uh, far away from the public, so to speak. But uh, when Lucy Kibaki, the late Lucy Kibaki, he pres- she preceded him in that about uh, two years ago, uh, called the press conference at State House Nairobi, paraded her whole family, and told President Kibaki to read a statement, which indeed started by saying, fellow Kenyans, I have called you to say that I have only one dear wife. And the country could not believe, because it was shocking that uh, this is what uh, the president was calling Kenyans to say. And then when the press conference was over, uh, President uh, Kibaki, Lucy herself, uh, Mama Lucy herself then uh, told the media, can you ask questions? Ask the questions that you have now. Ask now. And people were shocked. But Lucy, the same Lucy, also stormed one of the major media houses here very early in the morning at dawn uh, in her sleeping clothes uh, to demand uh, that they pull down a story that she felt was again uh, against her family. So what you learn uh, from Lucy, incidentally, when a lot of people would want to look at her and laugh, is that as uh, a public figure, she was very protective of her family, and uh, something that we don't see a lot. And so she would go at any length uh, to protect her family. Probably what you would call a stain in the legacy of President Kibaki is that between 2007 and 2008, uh, he was president at a time when the country went through the post-election violence in which 1,500 Kenyans lost their lives. Indeed, the reason that happened is because there was conflict, a disputed election, which he is said to have won and which he believed he had won, he was sworn in at night. And because of that election, this uh, between him and former Prime Minister Raila Odinga, the country went into full chaos. Maybe he redeemed his name when he agreed to form a government of coalition, a uh, coalition government with uh, 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 Raila Odinga. And they went to do uh, a lot of successful things, including the infrastructure development. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. And, of course, uh, we'll be keeping in touch with you uh, just to hear if there are any further arrangements for funerals and the like. Uh, But that's where we'll leave it for now. Uh, Sarah Kimani, our correspondent out in Kenya.